0: A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 7, beginning with verse 37. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, Out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit, which believers in him were to receive, for as yet there was no spirit because Jesus was not yet glorified. The word of God for the people of God. There's a psalm attributed to King David, Psalm 63. And in the old language of the King James Version, you may recognize these words. David cries out, O God, thou art my God, early I will seek thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a day in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. A dry and thirsty land. Those words are probably familiar to you, aren't they? If you're like me, you probably feel a little bit like we're living in a dry and thirsty land these days, but I imagine that Christians have always felt that way living in this world. It is not a new thing for Christians to find ourselves about by the empires of the world, by people who would claim that our claims that the risen Christ has power over everything are just fairy tales and myths. It is not a new thing to have the world not be in lockstep with the Gospel. A dry and weary land, David cried out, Lord, how long? The feast that Pentecost gets its name from was a feast of waiting for Moses to bring the law to the people, for God to give the Torah, the teachings of the Pentateuch, for God to give instruction to the people of how they would live in this new promised land, in this new state of grace, in this new life that God was affording them. As they had been evicted from slavery, wrestled out of the jaws of despair, they waited for the giving of truth. And so Jesus told the church to wait. To wait in Jerusalem until they had received power from on high. Until they had received another teacher. The Holy Spirit whom Jesus said, get this, would guide us to all truth. Would teach us all things. Give me on this one, Seth. Who would not leave us orphaned who would convict the world of sin, who would be grace itself in our midst. This day we remember that. That coming to fruition of the prophecies of Joel, of the prophecy of Ezekiel, where God said, in that day I will put My Spirit within you and teach you My statutes. I will write them on your heart. And so we who dwell in a dry and weary land celebrate today that the Holy Spirit is given to all who are baptized and have faith in Christ to sustain us and to do exactly what Jesus said when He said this, to become a flow, a river of living water proceeding from us into the world. From the heart of the believer, the Spirit of God goes into the world. And from the heart of Christ, The Spirit of God proceeds before us to lead us into all things so that we might be used to be God's witnesses so that other people might come here to bend their knees and say, yes, Christ is Lord. And enter into the rest of God. What a great and amazing gift we have been given We, church, are the vessel of the Holy Spirit. One of my favorite things about the book of Acts, and you've heard me say this before, and I just apologize, but I want to say it again. One of my very favorite things about the book of Acts is that Peter and the other disciples were so full of joy that all their neighbors thought they were drunk. Isn't that cool? I think that's amazing. Of course, Peter said, we're not drunk, it's just 9 o'clock, and as I've always said, it makes me wonder what would have been happening at (laughs) 3. But church... From 9 o'clock on, the church has been filled with a kind of joy that the world does not have because we know that Christ has died and been raised, that the Holy Spirit has been given to lead us into all truth and to lead us into the world unafraid. And no matter what comes, we will not be abandoned or forsaken. No matter what hardship or heartbrokenness we might feel, there will be a stream, a flowing water of life, bursting forth in us because the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And so the promise of Paul in Romans is that the Holy Spirit sheds the very love of God into your heart, dear one. Into your heart. The very love of God is put into you by this Holy Spirit that we celebrate today. God the Holy Spirit sent to live in you. On this Feast of Booths, this Feast of Tabernacles, this day when Everybody in Jerusalem was thinking about the water that had been drawn from the well every single day. They had gone down to the pool of Siloam every single day for a week. And the priest had taken water from the pool of Siloam and carried it back to the temple. And the people had followed singing songs and reciting the words of Ezekiel and Zechariah who said that a stream of living water will flow from Jerusalem. And they followed and they sang and they celebrated. And on the last... Day of that festival, Jesus stood and said to them, This will leave you thirsty, but if you come to me, you will never thirst again. He said, Let all who are thirsty come to me. Let all who live in a dry and weary land come to me, and you will be restored. You will be filled with the Holy Spirit. You will be given life. You will be filled with joy that the world cannot comprehend. They will think you were drunk because you were glad in a tired age. They will think you were drunk because you were in love with God and you shake with joy at the very thought of worship. They will think that you are an enthusiast or a zealot because the name of Jesus is on your lips and you're not cussing anybody. And oh dear ones, what a blessing that is. Will you embrace it? Will you embrace Jesus' promise that if you will come to Him, He will fill you with the water of life, with the Holy Spirit, and make you his witness. I ask you this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.